What's happening, guys? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to the channel. This is going to be a podcast segment. No edits. It's just going to be raw. I'm going to talk about some mixed martial arts topics. I'm looking at this list right here. Um, just like three or four topics. Let's start with um, Misha Tate eyes bantamweight return after a terrible cut to 125. She said it it made her want to blow her brains out. <laughs> That's reported by um, MMA Mania. Uh, that's not a shocker. I, I knew that that weight cut was going to be terrible for her. Um, I talked about it, posted on it. I thought it was a bad idea, you know, and, <clears throat> you know, I talked about this as well. Sometimes on fighters, they don't perform. They're on a downslide. The answer isn't always dropping down a weight class. You know, sometimes you have to, you, you have to fix, plug the holes, <laughs> no pun intended. Sometimes you have to plug the holes, you know, figure out why you're losing. Maybe it's a technique thing. Maybe it's a skill thing, something you have to work on. Maybe you have to sharpen up. Maybe, maybe you have to refocus. Maybe you have distractions in your life. There's this thing with you know, combat sports athletes, specifically mixed martial artists, they just think that dropping down a weight class is the answer, you know, because you're going to have the strength advantage, the size advantage, in theory, dropping down a weight class, cutting further. And that's not necessarily the case all the time. You know, um, it works for some people and with others, they wind up shrinking and they wind up losing, you know, what part of what made them a great fighter, you know, you shrink down to, you kill yourself to make a weight class and, um, you're losing muscle mass, you're, you're losing size. So explosiveness goes out the window, strength goes out the window. And sometimes you drop down, you're actually like weaker, you know, you're going up against people a lot stronger than you because you're drained out. So Amisha Tate's case. And by the way, like I, I, I felt the same about, um, TJ Dillashaw, I felt the same exact way. I'm like, this dude's gonna gonna cut down, and it's gonna hurt his chin, is gonna drain him out, and it's just a bad idea. And I've seen it with other fighters. You know, sometimes even if you're not the biggest guy in the, in the division, it's just my opinion. Sometimes it's better to be, you know, fully hydrated, having energy, feeling healthy. And being like a middle of the pack as far as like size, uh, even if you're like smaller, as long as you're healthy and you feel good, you should perform well. You know, you should perform well. Um, look at guys like BJ Penn, you know, BJ Penn, <clears throat> he didn't cut a lot of weight. Frankie Edgar didn't cut weight, that's for sure. And when he was in his prime, he used to, he used to kick ass. So, um, yeah, it's not a, not a shocker that Misha Tate is going back up to 135. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Age, you know? Um, I know she's not that old. I don't even think Misha Tate is 40. Uh, hold on, let me look. Let me just see how old she is. Misha Tate is actually 35 years old. So she's definitely slowing down, but age affects everybody differently. And with some people, you, you hit a certain age and you take, you know, you, you go through like this big downslide. Your body changes, your reaction times are slower. Um, you're just slower in general. You're not as explosive. You can't pull the trigger. Like your body, 
you know, it just, you slow down and, and that may be the case with her or what it really might be is that the competition level as far as like women's MMA has increased. So she's not having, um, that easy of a path to win fights because these girls like have caught up, you know, in skill level. So <clears throat> honestly, it's probably a combination of her slowing down and that the skill level increasing, but Misha, if you're going to continue competing, yeah, go back up, go back up because uh, you're only draining yourself and uh, it's going to be worse for you uh, drained out like that. All right. Next topic, Bigfoot Silver. Remember Bigfoot Silver, guys? The dude was like a freak of nature back in the day, um, defeated Fedor back in the day. <clears throat> he's still competing. He's on. He's been on a terrible skid, getting knocked out left and right. And I'm um, reading his headline here. Shout out MMA Junkie. Ex-UFC title challenger Bigfoot Silva booked again after brutal KOs. Apparently he's fighting this really experienced kickboxer. I think it's in a, like a, it's not an MMA fight, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's, uh, it's like a kickboxing, like a striking match. Uh, let me just confirm that. Let me see. Knocked out twice since June 13. Bigfoot Silva has been booked again. This time, September 10th against Azerbaijani kickboxing Muay Thai standout, Zabit Zemedov. He has a record of 102, 102 wins, 9 losses, I guess 1 draw. I can't really tell if it's a, a mixed martial arts fight. It says mixed fight championship. I can't really tell if it's a striking affair, but either way, I think Bigfoot Silva should... Um, just stop competing. <clears throat> you know, your your health and your brain is more valuable than than money. And um, you know, I know these guys, some of these guys have families, they have financial responsibilities, and, and if you haven't been good with your money, they're almost like boxed into <clears throat> to do the only thing that they're really good at, you know. Some people that's all they know how to do and what they're good at. They were born to fight. But the problem is, like, again, when, you know, the wear and tear and the knockouts, getting older, um, you have a short window to be successful in fighting. And you have to have, like, a plan B. You know, you have to have a backup plan so you don't get, you know, and I don't know if this is the case with Bigfoot Silva, but you have to have a backup plan so you're not stuck fighting at 40 years old, you know, and up. Because um, it's not a good look and it's not good for your health. And uh, I know some people are successful into their 40s, but it's rare. It's rare. Usually, you just you're just getting beat up. Um, I don't know what the exact quote is, but um, somebody said this. It, it was something to the effect of, um, you know, you don't like often you don't decide to quit MMA or fighting. Like it decides to quit you, and um, you just start stringing up some losses and getting getting stopped in a bad way, and looking like a shell of yourself. And Bigfoot Silva, like back in the day, he was a force. You know, you can say what you will about the steroids or whatever was going on with him. I know he had an issue with his pituitary gland. That's why he looks like a giant. Um, but he had solid striking back in the day. He was a behemoth and really freaking good Brazilian jiu-jitsu, just crushing grappling. He was a force. He was scary back in the day. But, you know, father time's undefeated. And... Um, Bigfoot Silva, man, I think, um, you know, who am I to tell you what to do? You're a grown man, professional fighter, but it's sad to see guys push it and uh, get hurt, you know? 
possibly permanently injured, brain damage and all kinds of stuff later on, or die. So wish you the best, Bigfoot Silva. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Next headline. This is from MMA News. Nate Diaz scoffs at Holloway's claim of being UFC's best boxer. Well, Nate Diaz is notoriously an MMA troll. He's a professional fighter, but he knows the trolling game. He knows how to stir people up. That's what Nate does. Nate's a lot smarter than what you guys give him credit for. He he likes to stir the pot. You know, he likes to uh, keep his name in, in, in people's mouths like these trolls and these fans and stuff. And um, he says outrageous things, you know. I'm the best in the world. You know, I'm the real champ. So-and-so is a punk. This and that. So-and-so can't fight. So-and-so can't box. And that's what he's doing. That's the case right here because Nate damn well knows that Max Max Holloway is one of the best boxers in the UFC. <clears throat> you know, if I could drop some names, it's going to be Nate Diaz is up there. Um, I think there's better boxers in him, but Nate Diaz certainly has pretty solid boxing for MMA. Um, he's respected by professional boxers. You know, people have spoken out to say how good Nate's boxing is. Uh, he gives, you know, professional boxers like good work and sparring and whatnot. But um, Nate's up there. Dustin Poirier's up there. Piotr Jan's up there. <clears throat> Connor's up there. As much hate as he gets, Connor is up there. One of the, the best boxers in the sport. Well, in the UFC. Uh, Max Holloway, 100%. Calvin Cater got great hands. Uh, who am I missing? Am I missing some obvious people? I hope not. I hope not. Um, trying to think of more active guys. Because I could drop some older dudes that got great hands. I used to love Alessio Sakara. I thought Alessio, pff, yeah, great hands. Um, JDS back in the day for heavyweight. But um, as far as Holloway, yeah, Holloway's up there. Holloway is without a doubt 100% one of the best boxers in the sport. Um, all right, let's move on to the next uh, headline. That's his Nate trolling. O'Malley reveals his one regret from Cejudo backstage exchange. And this is some MMA news as well. <clears throat> and I and I read it. I read it. What he said was, is he was trying to do his interview in the back. He was kind of dejected after the last fight. Bummed out. And this is from, this is from O'Malley's mouth. He said, I got this little fat dude wolfing at me, chirping at me. And he said, what I should have done was I should have slapped him. That's what O'Malley said. But from what I saw, what I saw, I mean, that's kind of funny. I don't know if O'Malley would walk up to Cejudo and slap him. I Honestly, I kind of doubt that if I'm being truthful. Um, because his energy in the video, I'm not going to say he looked shook or scared, but he definitely was thrown off guard. And Cejudo, Cejudo's a, he's a beast. That dude's a, leg- a legitimate threat to anybody, even being a little bit out of shape. So, you know, so Hudo was talking to smack to him and, and Sean, man, intimidated is a strong word. I'm not going to say he was intimidated, but he certainly didn't look like he had any kind of energy to run up on Suhudo and slap him. You know, he kind of, he seemed like he was stuttering to me a little bit. Um, maybe, maybe it was because he was caught off guard, but yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if O'Malley would run up on Suhudo like that and slap him. I'm going to say BS. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Maybe O'Malley's gangster like that. I, I don't know. But um, anyway, guys, those are those um, quick topics. 
like I said, you know, what do you feel about these topics? Uh, do you have anything to uh, chime in with? We'd love to read your thoughts. And uh, thanks for listening to this segment. Appreciate the support. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, everyone take care.